All right, six o'clock, 6.01. I believe we have a quorum. Yes. All right, well, I'll call this meeting to order. First item is approval of minutes from the following meeting. <clears throat> Discussion. Looked okay to me. Yeah, Sam, looks fine. I did find one error. Uh, I think it's page three. Warren, you keep saying things that I don't think you said. Did I not catch everything? We've, yeah. got, a, we've got a new person that writes up the draft minutes. So I think they're having some hard times matching voices with names. Uh, try uh, Actually, try page two, uh, runway two, five, rehab east end, fourth line, where it said Bishop said downtime for the runway should be five days for repairs. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, who said that? <laughs> it wasn't me. So you, I think that was Carl. Was Carl. Carl and Warren must sound a lot alike. <laughs> <laughs> well, last week I, I sounded like you, supposedly. So. <laughs> All right. Any other discussion? If not, do we have a motion to accept the meeting minutes? I move we accept the meeting minutes. Second. Those in favor? Aye. Aye. Okay. Meeting minutes accepted. All right, next up, public comment for any items that are not on the agenda. Are there any member of the public here this evening? Nope. Nope. You seeing none, we'll move on to the next items. These are items for discussion or action. First item up is airport signage and wayfinding. So, Mike. Um, as we've been talking about, uh, uh, we have the proposal from Fuel uh, for their signage uh, cre creation, all of the documentation to build the signage and, and all of that stuff. Um, we do have a purchase agreement with, with uh, Fuel and John uh, for $5,500 to uh, get the artwork and design stuff that we then take and get manufactured. I know they are still working on the uh, door uh, vinyl. Um, I, I know they've reached out to a couple of firms and I'm just not 100% sure where they're at with that process, but uh, hopefully in the next couple of months we see that getting taken care of. <clears throat> so at this point, all we're being asked for is a resolution to purchase the work that's already been done. Is that correct? Yeah, this is the work that's mostly been completed. Uh, we, naturally, we won't pay them until we get the design files, but then this gives us the ability to take all of that. And then when we have either the money or um, other points, we can uh, send those files off to whoever it happens to be to create uh, the, like the monument sign and uh, some of those bigger items that, that are gonna take some more <clears throat> planned out uh, budget sessions. Okay, okay well, go ahead. About, if I make a motion to, is that okay? Do you have something else to say, sorry. No, I was just going to say that reading through the minutes, I know that Jennifer had uh, outlined this last time and there shouldn't be any problem. Okay, so I uh, move that we adopt a resolution authorizing the chairman to sign a purchase agreement for airport signage design funds. All right, we have a second. All right, we'll take roll call. Start with Chris. Yes. Electra. Yes. Warren. Aye. Judy. Yes. And Scott is I. So the motion uh, resolution carries five to zero. Okay, next item up for discussion is the FAA and IDOT projects. Mike? Well, we can start off with the 725 uh, East End Rehab. Uh, tonight we have scheduled the public meeting on the plans and specs. Carl, I did not have my binder book. I forgot my looks like you've got yours. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, these are, if anybody wants to take a look at them, basically this project is to, uh, as we've uh, even bid this out before, um, uh, take care of the, the eastern half of 725, does some uh, uh, crack sealing, some pavement maintenance, um, and that's going to be scheduled roughly at the same time that uh, the threshold work is. Uh, that's part of the contract is to coordinate those timelines so we don't have a lot of shutdowns of the runway. Um, 
I think that's all I got. <laughs> nothing new. We've just, yeah, nothing. Yeah. Nothing new. This is uh, uh the reason we're rebidding this out is right. Yeah, the reason we're rebidding this is is we we did get bids from the last round, but because it was part of the uh overall grant that was supposed to also include the threshold relocations, and when we didn't get that project uh, successfully bid and. Mm -hmm. and granted um it kind of killed this one at the same time so fa is going to still fund both projects under the same grant um and we are now sending this one out for bid bids would open march 3rd uh presumably we'd, we'd be able to accept something at the march 10th meeting all right any discussion or comments from the public well you have to you have to open the public hearing i think Okay, well, let's hereby open the public hearing on the resolution before the committee, before the uh, commission. Any members of the public uh, wanting to make a comment at this time? All right, hearing none, we hereby close the public hearing portion and call for any motions for accepting the resolution. I move that we consider resolution approving plan specifications and form of contract for the runway 725 rehabilitation phase one project. Second. All right, we have motions for resolution moved and seconded. I'll start the other way this time. Judy. Yes. Aye. Yes. Electra. Yes. Chris. Yes. And Scott, aye. Resolution's passed. Runway 25 threshold relocation is, um, we've got the contracts from the contractor. They're actually sitting uptown at the moment in a nice shiny envelope. Um, uh, still waiting for the FAA to give us the go ahead to sign them, but uh, we hopefully we'll get that in the near future. We did have a 90 day hold period on, on the, the bid. So we're well within that window. Um, and that's all that, otherwise it's still, the contractor did contact me. They're putting their submittals together already under the assumption it will be signed. Yeah. Which Excellent. is good because that keeps the process moving forward. Excellent. Good. 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 The target's still like September or something like that? I think we sent by August 12th or something. So it's early September. They're supposed to flight check it. And oh, yeah. It, so. <laughs> okay, All right. Next up. South T hangar infrastructure. Um, this one in the hangar door, I think Carl and I had a little bit of a miscommunication on the, on the priority order. I will take your response, but I, <laughs> I put the assumption that the taxiway had priority because of the painting being, the artwork being delayed, delayed the hangar doors, and I should never make an assumption that it's my fault. <laughs> yeah, we delayed, we delayed the artwork because the hangar doors were taking longer than the bottleneck, yeah. But all in all, uh, Boltman Mink is working on both of them. I think it's in. We wanted to see the. We have some probably eighty percent on the, the taxiway down there. I mean, it's just pavement for the yeah. most part. Yeah. If anybody wants to see, I did bring some copies. That was pretty well along. <laughs> this is the taxiway to where? Down yeah. where there's proposed more hangers on the south. Oh yeah. yeah. To take the south yeah. team pavement and just keep shoving yeah. it south. Yeah. And that would connect Bravo to not that far south. Yeah. Not that far south. Okay. How many feet is it? Oh, like two hundred something. Yeah, there's the basically we're extending it to the building restriction line, which is four hundred. I think it's four four ninety five off of center line. That would be the corners of the hangers, mm. and then so we're extending these out to match up with the hangers. Which right. The first hanger would be shorter than the next one because of the runway angles. Sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. Any other questions on the South T hangar infrastructure? So that would be done before the autocross. And the autocross doesn't have an impact on. With that area. Yeah, they use the old runway. Yeah. This would have minimal impact on pretty much all of your operational areas. So. Right. Just to track coming in and out. <laughs> okay. All right. Hangar A door replacement phase one. 
That's the one that uh, I apologize for that I thought we were not putting priority on it. And uh, we put priority on, on the Fed ones, the two Fed ones and the other state from the, the tax way. And uh, so uh, I will get back to you uh, with something for next the next meeting. But I apologize. So I was going to say, Carl and Mike, when you get an idea on your uh, schedule, let me and Judy know so we can readjust our schedule with the Art Commission and get that moving forward. Okay. Thanks. All right. Mike? Okay. Yep. Uh, and the, the bipartisan infrastructure law, so both, uh, well... Uh, the last bits of information we got from the FAA is they're probably not going to have guidance out until uh, late April, early May. Um, other than that, it's kind of what was written into the legislation that we're still going on. So we're still pretty confident that the solar panel project would be a good a good one. Uh, and then we we might have some discussions with the commission on uh, what to do with the other years worth. You know, it should be about four years worth of of infrastructure money and, and some other discussions we've got going on might play into um, using that money in, in some different fashions. So we've talked about, you know, visions for uh, the front area up here and, and Scott and I had a conversation last week. And I think if you're going to do a lot of kind of upfront here on the, the land side of things, I think it really starts with doing something with the terminal. Um, I don't know exactly what that means. It could be a full-blown terminal study. It could be just uh, putting some thoughts together on how to do something with the current building. Um, uh, so that's probably a conversation for the commission to have at uh, uh, a later date or in the next few months. Um, Mike, are we going to be going through a update to our strategic plan this summer? That should be, I believe, yeah, I believe later in the fall, we should probably be hitting that uh, just because if I remember right, it expires in, 20, in uh, 23. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that's something we include as an agenda item or, or an action item for the update to the strategic plan. But in the meantime, I'm wondering if we shouldn't uh, pull forward uh, any preliminary work we might need to do on the solar panel project, updating quotes or uh, just kind of, you know, seeing where those uh, installation schedules are that way we're ready once we have the guidance. Okay. Any commissioners have any thoughts on that? No, I agree. So the idea, if we get this this federal money, then we can do the solar panels ourselves. Is that correct? I believe that's 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 yeah. my read on the legislation. So um, that's fantastic. Yeah, I, I think that should be a real priority. Um, so whenever it's appropriate, I think we ought to ask for some bids. We'll we'll crack out the. Um, the areas there are some things we're going to have to do with the FAA in terms of being able to put them on the ground. So there will be some some work that needs to be done that we can probably get started on. Um, and I think we can talk to Carl. Mm -hmm. His, the airport layout plan. Yeah, right. They're worried about light reflection off the panels and all these sorts of things. Yeah. So, but well, yeah, I think to be able to go back to on the ground or on top of roofs. For the, the amount that we're going to need, it's it's going to be ground-based. Okay. And the, the general focus would be just for what would it what it would take to run the basically the lighting, the runway lighting, terminal building, sure. kind of that meter um, sure. that's on the vault wall, or those couple of meters that's on the vault wall. Mm -hmm. All right. Any other questions or discussion about the infrastructure bill? Otherwise, we'll be a few months before we know anything clearly. Um, but yeah, just the, the idea that anything we can do to, to be ready would put us a few months ahead once we know. Yeah. Okay. Anything else, Mike, on FAA or IDOT projects? Um, not that I can think of. Unless there's any other questions. 
All right, well, let's move on to airport operations management. All right. Um, unfortunately, I don't have much of an update for the parking lot. I did not hear back from the engineering guys uh, this afternoon, um, but I know they are still working on the plans and specs and getting things organized for that. So um, <clears throat> once I do hear back, I can fill folks in. I have a question about mm -hmm. parking. Like today I came over and I ended up, I got the last parking spot in front of the air area there. And then there's a space that has um, the, the fence mm -hmm. before it gets to the, the gate. Mm -hmm. That area, the space facing um, like, like the building like it is, could that add some more parking spots there? I mean, it still would come in and, and just- You're talking about like up here right next to the building? Or? You're talking the building like you'd be going in for the air care. Okay. And whatever that building, anyway, just as you're coming in to the right there, there's the, the doors to go into it. The ambulance is going mm -hmm. in and out. But between where the doors are to go in, the gate, it's just the chain link fence up to the building. Mm -hmm. That would be room for some more parking spots if we get on the, on the other side of the fence. On this side. On this side. This of the side fence. of the oh, fence. Okay. It just extends what's it, it only extends up to the building right now. Can it go those extra spaces and add more parking there? Well, there's maybe four or five more spaces. <clears throat> I know. I know they use it now. Um, there's a double wide gate there that we use as a construction entrance uh -huh. that I would not want to put spaces in front of it just because I don't know. There, that's further down. There st could still be some parking spots up to that double door. I mean, two or three spaces would still be helpful. Yeah, I mean, we can take a look at it. I guess I don't know and for while sure. At the uh, other parking. It still would be coming off, like right now. You 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 kind of go in and then go around to go to that mm -hmm. spot. So it would just add whatever it is, the length of the car, and so much to be able to get the car in and out. We can take a look at at it. I know there is some some amount of space there because they've done like gravel work. I know Carrie's gonna add some rock mm -hmm. to be able to add some space down below a little bit. So Mike, remind me with just what was proposed, how many new parking spaces were they talking about adding? Uh, for the engineering work, I believe it was 11 on the north side and 13 on the south side. Okay. So roughly about 24 new spaces. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. All right. Okay, um, any other discussion about parking spaces? I think we've got something here, Mike, you need to maybe help explain to the group real quick. All right, next item is the, the DBE program. All right, so the DBE program, DBE stands for Disadvantaged Business Enterprise. Basically, it's minority or, or women-owned uh, businesses that can do work. Uh, as part of the uh, FAA uh, contracts, there's always, uh, and there, I believe this extends to state level contracts too, there is a uh, portion of that that we try to include and in, in, uh, make sure DBE enterprises get. Um, uh, as a part of that and, and per FAA guidance and, and grant assurances, we also have to have a DBE program. Um, Carl and Bolton and Mink were uh, great in assisting us in putting together the, the uh, document that we needed to put together for that. But basically, it boils down to roughly um, uh, there's a percentage of each contract that our goal is to uh, make sure DBE enterprises are uh, given opportunities to do work. Um, to bid or to get, get the contract? To, in, to include with the bidding. Um, so okay. here, it, it because of the way the bid process works, it doesn't mean that they necessarily become the prime contractors, but like uh, for a lot of the work we've done, there's been traffic control, there's been dirt, uh, dirt company, uh, dirt moving companies. Um, 
uh, other suppliers. And it's, it's basically just the prime contractor has to do uh, due diligence to include those firms in, in, in the project. For example, in the lighting one that has a lot of electrical in it, there's a Iowa certified DDE that's an electrical supplier. So it, it doesn't force them to buy them, but they, if they can't get some DDE percentage from other subcontractors, it would direct some of the business towards this disadvantaged business enterprise electrical supplier. And it seems like this is something that we have to do. Yeah, this is something that's required. Okay. Uh, I, I have a lot of suspicion about this, just having dealt with similar things at the university. <laughs> um, you know, where some of these disadvantaged businesses take advantage. They, they buy from one supplier that gave, gave you a bid and then they would add their percentage on top mm -hmm. of it, but you had to use them. So this is different. Okay. Yeah, slightly different. Well, how about if I move that we adopt a resolution uh, adopting the Iowa City Airport Commission Disadvantaged Business Enterprise Program for fiscal years 2022 to 24. All right, we have a proposal to adopt a resolution. Do we have a second? I'll second. All right, second, we'll go around the room. Chris? Aye. Electra? Aye. Warren? Aye. Judy? Aye. Scott is I. The resolution carries and is adopted. All right. All right. Next item up is budget. A um, couple of notes for the budget, just because this is, you know, this is February, so we just crossed about halfway through. We just crossed the halfway mark in, in our budget. Um, budget itself was looking good, but we did have a couple of uh, overhead heaters in some of our various hangers that have failed. So we will have some uh, larger than normal uh, repair expenses for the year. Um, but outside of that, nothing we can't, uh, can't handle. Is that roughly offset by the uh, reduced expense on snow removal this year? Well, for us, it, with the snow removal really doesn't change. We, we pay a flat fee to Jet Air for, uh, for the work. Um, okay. <laughs> it's good and bad years and not so good this year yeah mm -hmm. okay any other questions by the commission on the budget okay art mural uh there was some work done uh jennifer do you want to share what you found with respect to the uh the foundation that could accept funds for the mural sure um, so just to kind of refresh, this is talking about the gifts or the donations for the art mural. Um, and so the commission, I think one of the things uh, we were interested in being able to promote the gifts as tax deductible. Um, so I did kind of dig into that with the city. And my understanding is that the city um, in the past, they, they, they wouldn't, I guess, support advertising that it's tax deductible and they don't issue tax receipts. What they have told people in the past is, um, you know, talk to your tax preparer and they will determine whether or not it's tax deductible. Um, so I did go ahead and talk to the Community Foundation of Johnson County and they are a nonprofit organization that provides um, they, they provide services um, and can be what's called a fiscal sponsor. Yeah. And then you would set up uh, a fund through them for community betterment purposes. Um, and so when they do that, the funds are deposited directly with them. They then handle, um, and they're tax deductible, they handle notifying uh, donors of that, providing tax receipts and doing accounting uh, for the, the donations, and they also um, put it on their website. People can donate through the website. Um, now, there is, of course, a fee. So how it works is um, any money that's expended out of the fund, they charge a 3% fee on that. And then that includes all of their services. Um, the other thing is, things, it can only be expended out of that fund for the donor's purpose. So um, for example, if people are 
contributing for the art mural, they would have to, and you know, there was a surplus, which would be a good problem. Um, they wouldn't be able to take additional money out of that fund for another purpose unless they went back and talked to the donor and the donor indicated that they were agreeable to changing their intent for what it's used. Otherwise it would just stay in that fund. Um, the other pieces we brought, I think uh, was brought up about donor advised funds. They can contribute um, if there's a fund set up through the community foundation, but donor advised funds, they would not get their tax deductibility if they donate it directly to the city. They have, they have to contribute to a 501c3. You mean the, they can't, the foundation, this foundation can't accept money from a donor? No, no, the, the, the foundation can. Oh, okay. so, so I'm kind of stepping back. So I, I think individuals could donate to the city and it would be tax deductible to an individual. It's just that the city doesn't affirmatively oh, right. tell people that, but it, it's but donor advised funds would not get a tax deduction for contributing directly to the city. They they would have to do it through like a fund in the community foundation. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. Um, and I think the other piece that was kind of part of my conversation when I talked to the president and the CEO of the community foundation was the um, kind of clarifying for for me, which I didn't know. We talked about the different donor levels and then people being able to uh, select aircraft in the in the mural. So if we we can do that, but that's called a sponsorship and it's not tax deductible. Mm. So she did talk to me about um, you are able, so you can't give anything in exchange for the gift right, right, right. to make for it to be tax deductible. Right. You can do that, but then it's called a sponsorship and it's not tax deductible. Right, right. And a donor advised fund couldn't do that, I wouldn't think. Right, they wouldn't be able to do right. it. So what, what you are allowed to do is you, you can thank donors. So that's why you can like list them on a wall at different levels. You, you can also, um, she gave the example, like if, um, you know, the commission could decide, you know, maybe the top donor, the top five donors would be able to work with the artist on, you know, sort of designing the mural as a thank you, but that can't be a, like, in exchange for an ex donation. That would be something right. you're on. Yeah, makes sense. But that would prohibit us from receiving, uh, I'll say, contributions in exchange for sponsorship. It's just that it wouldn't be tax deductible to that donor. Right. That's correct, right. You could receive them for, but it would be a sponsorship. It would not be tax deductible, correct. Okay. So what we put together as a proposal was perfectly fine as a sponsorship program, but no one gets a tax deduction from that. Right. Right. Yep. The, the thing you, you can advertise and promote giving levels, but not anything in exchange for that. Understood. Yep. Other than the size of the name on the mural or something like that, like, you know, the more you give, the bigger your name. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or, or, you know, you get an airplane with your name right. inside it. <laughs> I mean, that's up, that's up to the artist and the, you know, right. Planning, right. A tow banner with your name on it from the plane. There you go. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Um, and just to clarify, so that it would not be an endowment fund. So endowment funds are where you put money in and then you're only expending the earnings. Mm. This would be, the idea would be that you would be expending everything out of the fund. Um, and, and could this be labeled more generically like the airport beautification fund or something? Yes. So it wouldn't have to be just for the mural. If we had a little surplus, it could be used for other... The trees are for so I yes and no. I think you can set it up to have a more general purpose, but then when you're advertising for people to uh, donate to something, I mean, if you're advertising for the mural and that's what they're donating for mm -hmm. into that fund, then that's their intent. Um, mm -hmm. But and so then that's where you'd have to go back to the donor if there was excess funds and say. 
well, we have this other project that we, you know, want to work on. Would you be okay with changing your donation? I think it, it depends how you advertise the fund. Right. Like. I would agree. Yep. Yeah. So we could say, you know, initial use of the fund would be for a, a mural, and then, you know, residual funds could be used for other beautification. And the, the foundation did indicate that part of what they do is help with the language for that and the promotion. So um, not only the, the intent piece, but also so people understand that the donation has to be made to the foundation because it, it can't be made to the city and transferred to the foundation. Right. Um, so they do, they will help with those types of things. As That's well. great information. That sounds like it's worth the 3%. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah. What kind of lead time? So I did, so um, they can set it up fairly quickly after you take formal action. Um, so you would, there would be a resolution um, that you'd have to, the commission would have to identify what they call as a, a fund representative, which is kind of the contact person between the airport and between um, the community foundation. Um, you'd have to have a name for the fund. So kind of what she told me, you know, usually would be like the Iowa City Municipal Airport Charitable Giving Fund or something, you know, something like that. They can kind of, that's, I think, kind of their okay. most general that's, name that's they use. pretty general, yeah. And then, um, <laughs> then you have to do the purpose of the fund. So, and again, she said that can be a general purpose or it could be a specific project. So you could, you could make this fund broad enough that it would cover like a major donation for a new terminal as an example. Yeah, I, I think you can do, I think you can set it up however you want. Yeah, she, I mean, that that would just all have to be in the resolution um, set, you know, setting it up. And then we only pay the 3% when payment is made or when, when funds are withdrawn, right? Correct. So like if we were to accumulate sizable donations and go three, four years without pulling anything out, we wouldn't be paying anything to maintain that. No, she said it's they, they probably earned some interest, which is, works in their favor, I would think. And she, she yeah. did indicate um, sales, that she, she <laughs> is available to come and present and talk to the yeah. commission as well. Should we invite her for the next meeting? Might not be a bad idea. Yeah, that might actually be a good idea. That it might actually be nice to have a, a charitable giving foundation or, or, or fund set up mm -hmm. uh, just more broadly than even the mural. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Does it have a you time even, frame? You could even form future simulators. So, if, um, if it's, yeah. I think it just, I mean, it's the the gifts are irrevocable. You can't take them back out. So, right. I think it just stays out there until all the funds are expended. Or if it's a general purpose, I think it would stay out there until the entity, no, you know, no longer existed. Right. So. Okay. Yeah, and I'm sure she'd be able to answer kind of the questions about, you know, suggestions for specific versus not specific. And yeah, she, she was very helpful when I talked to her. Sounds like we should have her come for next meeting. Yes. Does that work with your timeline? Yeah, I think so. We're, we've got some flexibility now. I, Judy and I need to get back together and talk with Wendy and Marcia. Um, you know, understanding from Carl what the uh, door timeline looks like, but we're talking the following summer before any work can be done. Yep. And I know Wendy's getting up to speed on, on all of the art programs, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's kind of an action item for us. We don't want to delay, but I think we do want to take advantage of, of what we're learning along yeah. the way. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you for assembling that. Yeah, thanks, yeah, no That's great. And Jennifer, you might have been the best guest speaker of this entire meeting. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, any other questions? Um, as I mentioned before, Judy and I have not, at least I haven't, I assume Judy hasn't either because I haven't seen an email. We've not gotten it back with uh, Wendy or uh, Marcia, but we'll, uh, we'll talk again after the meeting. Okay. Next item is fuel flowage fee. Uh, Matt and I were going to talk about that last time, but Matt had COVID. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to have COVID again when we talk about it. <laughs> 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 so
and you can only catch it once. <laughs> so we'll follow up again. Okay. Uh, next up would be events. Um, autocross events are on the list. So the, those have all been uh, organized. Uh, I am having conversations with the Summer of the Arts group to have movies back down here. It looks like, if I remember their calendar, it was uh, the Memorial Day weekend and then first weekend of October um, for movies at the airport. Um, and then we're reaching out to Young Eagles and uh, those folks to kind of start organizing our calendar for the summer. All right. Mike, you know, I wouldn't mind it if you just also give us a highlight on the uh, the airport conference coming up. I mean, getting it on the agenda, I think it's helpful for the commission to remember that that's going on. Sure. You want that right now? <laughs> sure. All right. Well, uh, uh, the agenda is not quite finalized. Uh, that'll be finalized on Tuesday at the uh, board meeting. Um, I think we'll we'll have that sorted out. Um, but uh, the aviation conference is April 12th, 13th, and 14th. Uh, April 12th is more, more socializing and the board of directors meeting for the uh, Public Airports Association. Uh, the 13th, we are having a bunch of sessions downtown at the Graduate. Um, FAA and Iowa DOT folks will be there to kind of give the updates on what's going on at, at both the federal and the state level. I know the state's planning on giving an update uh, to the economic impact study that they're uh, in the middle of, of uh, uh, conducting. Um, that study, uh, much like the one that was done in mm, late 90s, it's been a while, um, is looking at each individual airport and just uh, coming up with you know, what the economic impact of those uh, airports are uh, to the uh, uh, communities in the area. So we've used it quite a bit. Uh, we use the last one quite a bit to, to help justify why the airport's here and, and the contributions that, uh, uh, you know, the airport creates within the, within the economy of, of Iowa City and Johnson County. So really, really looking to see what the updated numbers are considering that was 12 years ago or so that that was done. And, and the airport's, gotten a lot busier since then. <laughs> um, uh, we've also got a, a couple other uh, uh, sessions. Uh, we've got the folks from Rantizo. If you don't know who Rantizo is, they're a egg spraying company, but they're egg spraying with drones. Um, so it's a, it's a more uh, focused operation in terms of spraying. And also they're not as visible and, and loud as, as uh you know, ag cats and ag tractors are. Um, and then we've got some general just FAA program, like AIP program type updates. Um, um, and then the 14th, we're going to have people out at the airport. We're going to do a, a tour of OPL, uh, kind of show off some of our equipment and just, you know, how general aviation is operating, how we operate the airport. Um, so yeah, that's kind of kind of the rough agenda, and and uh, look for uh, registration stuff to come out probably after our our board meeting next week, and uh, I'll share everything when when that happens. Um, one last thing, I mean, for us to find it, I know you said just go do a web search before, but maybe if you could provide us in an email with a link, um, that way we could uh, be sure that we've got the right uh, source and don't have to go and waste time on Google. Yeah, it'd be great. Once, once we get all of the stuff set up, uh, well, I'll I'll share all of that. Thank you. All right. Any other questions for airport operations? All right. Well, let's move to uh, FBO and flight training reports, Matt. I guess it's in the packet. So. Oh, it's in the packet. Yeah. <laughs> I have to that. Okay, cool. Sounds good. Um, basically, I mean, you're welcome to pass around if you want to, but but basically, um, we in uh, January had snow and then it stopped, which was great. Yeah. Um, we had, um, which has actually been really, really good because I think since the beginning of January, it might have been the snowstorm before that, our brush has been broken on the truck. 
there's a, like a fan that goes on top that's supposed to be a cooling fan, which I don't know why you need it because it's cold. Uh, but anyway, it, it broke. And so we've been, parts have been backordered on that. And still, to I mean, I, I don't know if they got the part today. It was supposedly shipped last week, finally. The update I got today is the, the motor's fixed and tomorrow they should be putting the new bristle on. Oh, awesome. Okay, good. Uh, the brush we use a lot. I mean, so, you know, we typically will we'll plow the runways, but then we got to come back with a brush. And it takes a long time, but it typically does a lot better job of getting down to the pavement so the sunlight can work on it. Uh, so then we can use less of the anti-icing chemicals. We had to use quite a bit of that this year, even for just little storms we had because we didn't have the brush to be able to use. I was able to steal a brush on a tractor from the parks department twice uh, but it was it's like the size the smaller than the width of a pickup truck so so literally and you can only get near a tractor so like it literally took four hours to do it once <laughs> you know like the whole runway one time uh, both times both storms we stole it and it was very nice of them to let us use it and i we did not complain because it was warm and you could go and, and it worked but uh, but it, it does a tremendous job of getting the runways open faster you know as opposed to being down for days with ice on the runway uh, you're oftentimes if you do it right with the brush um and you never know with the storms but uh, you can open the runways a day or two faster than if you if you didn't have that so so we're excited to get that back up and going um being the way that it is because we haven't had the snowstorms uh and the the ice on the runways we've been able to be open a lot more in terms of activity so uh, i mentioned previously the activity was up but i mean the activity has been able to stay up as opposed to the typical january drop off uh, when we're just been half the month with most of our fleet up in cedar rapids and and transit airplanes having to go up there because of the runway conditions so so that's all been really good um, um <clears throat> other than that uh the shop i, I mentioned several months back that we that we lost one of our mechanics went to go start the AMP program up at Kirkwood Community College, uh, which they're going to be launching that this fall. Or uh, uh, I think the first classes will be uh, fall of 2023. Um, so really relatively soon in the academic world. So, um, but we did actually get two more mechanics hired. So we lost one, but then got two. And then Ellen, who is the shop manager, has been part-time in the shop still too, which has been awesome. So. Over the two guys, one gentleman was moving back from uh, uh, from uh, Tennessee, had family in the area, and the other one uh, is uh, from the Maldives and mm. happened to be in Iowa City and uh, and has permanent residency and and uh, doesn't have a USAMP license, but he's able to work under our repair station uh, while he works on getting that. But he has lots of experience; he's been doing a great job. Mm. And so we're excited to have him as well. So, so currently out in the shop, we're up to like uh, eight actual licensed mechanics and then three more support people. So that's awesome. Matt, that's more than we've ever had. Yeah. Quick question for you. I mean, compared to uh, your other locations and other uh, FBOs uh, in the region, do you find it any easier to attract and retain talent here in Iowa City versus those other places? That's a good question. Uh, Galesburg, Illinois, I mean, obviously people have to already be there or something like that because not, but we, we probably have, uh, I think, six or seven mechanics over there. Actually, probably at least seven, uh, but but there are a lot of people who've lived there for a long time. Um, mm -hmm. Iowa City is a tends to be more of a transit community, but mechanics typically are wired different than most, and they typically will stay longer <laughs> than you know, like I say, pilots or something, you know what I mean? Um, so um, I wouldn't say it's definitely not harder than other places um, <laughs> for sure. And, um, you know, even just like this situation uh, with Diane, who was, who was not from the U.S., you know, I mean, like, I don't, I don't think we would have had that opportunity other places, you know what I mean? So that's, that's good. But as far as other airports around Iowa, I can't think of, I mean, maybe in Des Moines, um, Des Moines would be about the only other place I can think of that has as many mechanics as a whole, as a whole state. So, wow. Anyway, yeah. wow. That's no, I, 
I think it's interesting. I mean, part of what I do for a living is is I deal with um, the coming labor shortages and what different um, organizations or different communities can offer to uh, you know provide more attract more attraction, more retention opportunities. So I was curious if Iowa City offers any of those advantages. Yeah, I mean, it seems to be a really good spot for a lot of that. I mean, good. we've had good luck, uh, and I get the comments. I was up doing some training with the instructor who does a lot at Cedar Rapids and then some at here, you know, and he's just blown away at the quality of like line guys and stuff like that, that we have down here. And a lot of it, I think is because it's a lot of, you know, university, you know, students who are doing it because they like being around airplanes and they have access to be able to work right here, as opposed to uh, people who are doing it just purely for a job. I mean, that just changes the attitude quite a bit, you know, so we're really fortunate. So, yeah. Cool. Any other questions for now? All right. Have a good night. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Matt. Okay. Are there any reports by commission members? Uh, I just wanted to raise something that I think we discussed in December, which is the hourly fee for the flight simulator. Mm -hmm. okay. We had talked about reducing it. And now that I'm doing instrument instruction, um, I think I think it would it would be very very good for, for our students to charge less. Um, so um, we can either discuss it today or or a future meeting. But I wanted to bring that up again. I, I was thinking something like thirty five dollars an hour instead of fifty. Yeah, we actually had that, uh, Mike. We were going to put that back on the agenda. I forget exactly when, but it was uh, I believe after we had passed that payback period, the donation. Yeah, the, the two-year mark ends at the end of February, so at the end of this month, so we can have it on okay. the agenda for yep. uh, March. Let's put it on the March agenda. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. Any other reports by staff or by commission members? Um, staff, I'm, I'm going to run through this real quick. I didn't catch it during our budget, but uh, okay. uh, one of the things I've been working on um, let me share my screen real quick. Hopefully this works. Maybe purple color. Here we go. There we go. All right. Scott, you can see that? I can see that, yep. <laughs> Let me move you. Yeah. So uh, we've talked about this before. Uh, finally got the GIS system with the city up and running. Uh, we are now starting to track our hangar repair work, um, uh, able to get a system set up and, and get uh, not only our GIS people involved, but then uh, to get the survey to input information. But the general idea is uh, tracking our repair work, tracking uh, some costs, and then uh, just looking for patterns in, in spots where we might be spending a lot of time. Um, but this is something where uh, Jitter guys have a, a, a separate login where they, they can get to this uh, a survey, which actually looks like this. So you put in a building name where you're at. We've got some, some immediate like check mark boxes just in case, uh, you know, there's something that we see right offhand that is common. Otherwise, we've got no boxes. Uh, same thing for the interior where it's motor cables. Uh, frequently encountered stuff versus a note box and then whether or not it's repaired and you get a, a spot where you can throw a, a, a picture on it. And, and that gets you to this map where I can see, you know, where we've been, um, you know, what the repairs are and if there's any uh, pictures or, or associated things. So that's something we haven't had it up for very long. Uh, Andrew and is doing a good job of putting the uh, stuff he's collected over the last few months into the system. And uh, I'll be updating things as well when we get invoices so I can see uh, pricing and, and things like that on here. But um, I know it's been something we've talked about and has been, I think, a, a uh, um, to, do, to do on my evaluation a year or two. Um, so I did want to share that this is now something that's physical and um, something we're using in, in, the, uh, in the future. I hope to expand it to lighting and other aspects of the airport rather than just buildings. But, 
but I thought buildings would be a good place to start because it's one of the few places we don't have a lot of tracking where of uh, payment and lighting and things like that. We kind of have some other systems that track some of that. This is great. This is great. This is, I think, what uh, in past years we were hoping to see. So um, I don't know if any commission members have any other comments. No, looks great. Looks good. The city hostess? City's hosting this, yep. Yeah, I know, I know we had talked with uh, Carl and Bolton and Mink to do something similar to this, and they put together a, got a city thing now, they, they put together a, a kind of a good start. Um, but I think the, the final factor was, you know, if we ever decide not to have Bolton and Mink be our engineers, then we kind of lose a lot of that. Mm -hmm. And then this, yeah, this just stays with us no matter who's here. So mm -hmm. I'm all in favor of decoupling. <laughs> <laughs> So that's that. Great. Okay. Um, anything else on staff report? All right. If not, uh, we're going to move to a part of the meeting where we uh, move into Mike's performance review. So we do need a motion to go into executive session. We need to wait to have Mike request that. Yes, oh, I will request that. You request that. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you, I Jack. Think there's a, yeah, there's a. <laughs> Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Jack, he's got your copy. Yeah. Yep, you're good. Um, yeah, let me uh, kind of stop and change things over. We're just going to stop recording here. All right. All right. Our next scheduled regular meeting is March 10th, 2022. Currently, I don't have any plans to be gone, so I should be there in person. I plan to be there. I will be here. I will be here. I should be here. Okay. Well, if we have no further business to conduct, do we have a motion to adjourn? I move we adjourn. I second. All right. All those in favor? Aye. 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 Meeting is closed.